Let's Define Win, a podcast for everyday horse enthusiasts to laugh, commiserate, and learn that life is all about how you define wins. All right, folks, so we are back for episode 10, week 10. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about growth and how it's not always on our timetable, not always linear, and not always exciting, and then talk about buying horses on social media and how (laughs) we're just quite confused by that process, and then uh, probably give some examples of when we've just gone rogue and just done whatever we felt like in that moment and and how it worked out for us. And how we're still young. It's really important to shed light on the fact that, you know, growth isn't linear. And going to happen at a precedented time. Yeah, based upon, like, when you think it should be happening. Right. If it's convenient now, it's not going to happen now, that's for sure. This this show season did not necessarily go the way that either of us planned to go. And I don't think we could blame COVID for it, necessarily. I would agree. We didn't rock anyone's world. Yeah, I just think it's really important to shed light on the fact that, you know, growth isn't linear, and it definitely isn't an easy path, and it definitely doesn't come in one show season or in one show or in one month. You know, it's definitely something that... Or one horse. And I think to your point about growth, right, is how do you even measure growth? You could say that I'm going to be able to measure my growth because I'm going to go win every single horsemanship class that I enter in, right? You could do that one year, but then you turn around and get a different horse the next year. Like, you're still growing, but you can't, like, if your horse is not, if you and if you and your new horse are not to where you and your old horse were, like, you just, mm-hmm. you're still growing, but, you know, you can't measure it on the same standards even. Growth is tricky because it happens when you least expect it. You know, like, I can remember being really afraid to, you know, go into the pen and try to show a horsemanship class, you know, just being like, oh my gosh, my horse is going to freak out. Like, he's not going to stand at the cone. Like, that was the thing we could never get past was just standing at the start cone. And eventually you work past that and you don't even really realize, like, you overcame that obstacle necessarily a lot of the time. Uh, But going back to your your comment about like growing with that horse you knew like so you have goals so like I'm petrified like you know I have Parker now and he's going to be a two-year-old next year and not that I expect him to show the all-around next year by no means like I really just expect him to go on the pen and not kill me like that is like my only expectation of him in this next show year uh but like moving forward from that you know like I am so scared to go from like a finished horse a horse that I've known like the only horse I've ever shown really and knowing everything that's going to happen and being really um successful in a lot of ways with him to going to a baby who's not gonna he's not gonna know and I'm more worried that like I'm not gonna be patient enough with him and patient enough with myself to realize you know like he just isn't at that level and I think the way that, and maybe no one sees this, but I always see purchasing the next horse as like an upgrade or getting to, you know, moving to your next horse is an upgrade. Yeah. And I mean, obviously like you want to upgrade, um, but that doesn't always happen. You know, I've had experiences with that, but 
you know, I think you roll up to the show, you have a new horse, you pull it out and, and maybe no one's paying attention. Maybe no one pays attention to this shit. And I just think they do. But when you ride into the pen on a new horse and just get your ass handed to you, I think that's so embarrassing, you know, because I think people like expect you to do better because you got a new horse, but maybe not. I don't know. But I think growth can't necessarily, obviously the whole reason we started this podcast was to show that like you have to define your own win. And so like growth can't be defined by the amount of wins you rack up in a given class. You know, growth has to be the lessons you've learned along the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Start cone is also what gets Dory and I in the horsemanship and therefore any other pattern class to begin with. Unless it's the showmanship, then it's the inspection. But hey, that's another story. No, so the horsemanship trail, all that, it's the start cone, right? You get there and we just will not mm -hmm. like calm down. And to me, that's like so frustrating because I came previously from a gelding that was, you know, 16 years old, did the showmanship blind, horsemanship, like whatever. Like he was there, he was there for it all, whether or not like you were, he was like, excuse me, like get out of my way. I'm trying to do showmanship and all this stuff, right? Yeah. And just move from that to, to Dory who... And just understanding and seeing like where we started. It's hard for me to understand a measured growth, right? Because, like I can't measure it in placings with her because we've never placed really on horsemanship to like, you know, being able to say, okay, now we, we can stand at the cone and we don't shit our pants anymore. Like that's nice. Right. And now we don't freak out when we're alone in the arena. Like we're all good now. Now it's just making her cleaner and understanding that that is like the growth, right? Once you start to get past certain things in certain levels, the growth is going to happen to your point like not as fast or it could happen mm -hmm. faster depending on what it is and how everything pans out but yeah I think just like not being overwhelmed with the fact that like growth isn't happening because obviously we all want to grow we all want to do super well all the time but that's not always feasible so I think you know taking a step back and being okay with the fact that growth is ever going to happen on like our timeline right the only thing that happens on our timeline is if we decide we're no longer doing anything we're like well we're gonna just pause the growth there yeah i Maybe really for next season <laughs> that's a great great option right now but yeah to your point i think about rolling up to a show with a new horse is really hard to measure growth kind of to what we're talking about now but also just like dealing with the preconceived notions maybe that other people might see you know, mm -hmm. like, people are going to, like, look at you in park and be like, they don't keep doing on as well as Julie was doing. It's all Angela's fault. You know, we're like, oh, that horse yeah. just won whatever, whatever. And if it doesn't level up or if it doesn't continue to do as good or better, mm -hmm. that reflects on the new exhibitor, new trainer, whatever. Exactly. Like, and, and you hear that all the time. And, like, I'm guilty of it, too. You know, sitting at a show, watching a class, and you're watching someone with their new horse and you know it's it's not going well or whatever and your first instinct is to say like huh like that horse won a lot when it was in so-and-so's barn or you know with that kid or whatever you know and I and I think it goes back to what we were talking last week like and I'm not saying that the new rider doesn't know how to ride but if you don't know how to ride that horse you're not going to get very far you know, right. like, if you don't know that, like, you have to keep your inside leg on that horse to keep it on the rail the entire time, <laughs> then you're going to be in the middle, like, rubbing elbows with the judge. You're going to be pole bending the judges in a Western pleasure class. <laughs> you're going to be showing them a new skill. I mean, like, and, beyond even just the riding aspect, too, it's figuring the horse out. You know, like, oh, they sure. might say, like, oh, you know, maybe get body work done once a month. You know, maybe it's 
body work, acupuncture, and 500 other things for the horse. And, you know, then they like to be lunged down for five hours before the show actually starts, right? Like, there's so much that can go into, like, finding a pair. It's so hard to, mm-hmm. I think, take that and relate that back to yeah. how previously were. And it's so unfair. It really is. It really, really is. And I just, I don't know. I think it's so hard to go into the pen with a new horse too, you know, because you just never quite know what to expect and you're nervous. And especially if you've gone from something that you've shown for multiple years or something that you're just more comfortable with, like there's nothing more uncomfortable than being in the arena on this animal that like literally I think horses only instinct is to like try to kill themselves half the time like you you know what I mean like they just try to die you know oh, they're like 100% they're like I can't throw up so I'm gonna die or you know like I'm out here loping down the rail with just a little piece of metal in my mouth and like you know I don't want to do it right now and so I'm not going to and you know like it, there's so many things that could go wrong and when you just don't know the horse it makes it so much scarier yeah well there's no way to emulate a class in the arena either what other way do you get that experience than going to the show exactly the other thing about growth is i think it means different things to different people and so obviously like you and i have different definitions of growth and you and your trainer have different ideas of it and me and my trainer have different ideas of it or me and my mom have different ideas of it and i think defining it for you in like not necessarily caring what other people have to say about it is really important because you know my I think my period of growth I think my growth my greatest growth this year was accepting that you can work super super hard and the judges just might not like you one day and you know like I've I've never dealt with that well but I think finally now I'm like okay might as well get used to it (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, I, I might as well get used to it, but it, it's okay. Doesn't mean you're, like, defeated and doesn't plan on trying again. It's just... Yeah, it doesn't mean it like you're not going to continue to try to grow and you're not going to continue... You're not going to continue to put the work in, you know? I think it's really easy to be defeated when you didn't see the growth that you expected to see. Even even not for just me, but also, like, streamlining my communication where I wanted to see growth and goals being met also helped me as an individual and horse owner, but also just any trainer I've had at the point in time, right? And then, therefore, Dory, right? Right. So I don't, I don't show up and go, damn, I really thought we were going to nail the hunt seat this week, and they're like, oh, well, I've been working on the Western Pleasure, and I was like, oh. Yeah, learn to, learn how you're going to define the growth, and if it's, You know, I'm going to say that I have grown to the next level when I win every single horsemanship class or win the hunt seat or whatever. That's definitely not, that's definitely not, you're not not going to see growth. You know, if there's four judges like your horse and you just chase them around the country every weekend, you know, going to show, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) could you, uh, like get me in on your Google calendar so I can see where I need to drive? Yeah, do I just know? And I mean, like, I'm guilty of it. Like, I'm going to a horse show before because I was like, oh, she really likes my horse, so I'm <laughs> going to go and have a great day. And, you know, sometimes you just need that. But I don't know. The point, like, I just really want to hit home is that growth isn't linear. Growth isn't easy. Growth isn't on your timeline it's not on the horse's timeline necessarily. It's all about 
when all of the effort and all like the sweat equity just suddenly clicks. If you feel comfortable telling other people about where you want to see your growth and what growth you have seen, like being able to have other people there to maybe see Mm -hmm. and like give thought and feedback to where you're seeing growth too is really helpful because they may see something that you're not seeing too. And you might be totally undercutting yourself on like what you deserve to be praising yourself for. Yeah. No, I agree. I think finding a person or like a group of people that, you know, you're comfortable sharing with and saying like, hey, can you help me? Or hey, can you watch this pattern or whatever? And like someone who's going to be honest with you and you can be honest back with them. Like, I think that community is super important because yeah, like you're right. Like you might be super undercutting yourself or, you know, you might come out and just feel like you just nailed it should have scored a hundred out of a hundred on that pattern and they're like actually no you did the wrong pattern be like wow that was super embarrassing and you're like yep it was but your shirt looked good you know like right. you look super photogenic photo lasts a lifetime <laughs> exactly as long as you got a good photo doesn't matter what happened in the class so it's christmas time right I've been doing a, a lot of online shopping or online. I've been on, online window shopping. I haven't pulled Probably. the trigger on very many things, which I'm proud about. Uh, but I do a lot of my shopping on Facebook. And that got me to thinking <laughs> about horse show or sorry, horse sale ads on Facebook. And I mean, it's awkward selling a horse on Facebook. But I think people make it super weird with the things they write. Like, do you kind of get what I'm going for? Oh, completely. Like, from all sides, right? Are you writing the ad and you put something absolutely from left field in there? Or are you commenting on there something completely wild and inappropriate and rude? Like, the audacity (laughs) that some of these people have. Like, I've seen people be like, I'll take, like, asking 20 or asking 10 or whatever, and someone will just offer exactly half. Like, what were you thinking? Like, what are some of, like, the one-liners that are your favorite? Because I've got a couple. I really like the one that uh, I saw it a couple weeks ago. It was, um, great novice youth kid just needs to be, or great novice youth horse just needs to be lunged down. <laughs> yes. Like, is okay. can the youth lunge it, or, or is that just too far out? Like, do we need to go, like, anchor it to, like, a center pillar that's, like, cement, like, three feet of cement, and just tie them down for an hour and just get them to lunge themselves? Is this, like, we need a 400-pound man out there, like, anchoring this thing down, or is it, <laughs> is it going to drill a hole to China? And, and then we're going to be okay, like, and then we basically wash it off and toss the youth saddle on there and go send it out there for lead line? Like, Is that what we're talking? I have a lot of favorites, but one of mine is will pay for itself. And it's like, I have never, I mean, I've been to open show before and made, you know, $400 on the day. And you're like, okay, okay, cool. And then you start thinking, well, my entries are 150. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to stay in a hotel tonight. So that's another hundred bucks. Okay. Now we're at 250. That's fine. Well, I'm going to go out to dinner. Okay, there's another 20 bucks. Then you, you <laughs> then you think, oh, well, I, I have to pay for the stall. There are shavings in, in the shavings in the stall. Then you think, 
Oh, I drove here. So then you start adding it up and you're like, I'm actually in the hole about $200 at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, and then, so you look at some of the, like the big money classes that are out there too. And they're like $10,000 in winning or like earned like $25,000 in lifetime earnings or whatever. And you're like, you're going to tell me that the person, either they bought that horse and it was well over 25 grand at that point in time, mm-hmm. or they bought it for less and they paid a shit ton more in training. Mm-hmm. Or they had a bait, like they had a horse make it and they owned it through the breeding process. And you're going to tell me buying the stud fee and all that and the continued vet support to get it there is going to mm-hmm. be less than that. Yeah. Just, there's no such thing. Like they're, they're known as hay burners for a reason. Yeah. And you sell it, cool, make some money. But again, what we're all like, we all are like in on this game. Like you just buy another <laughs> one. You know, you're just like, I'm cool. I'm getting out of it. No. Yeah. Like it's such a trick, you know, you're just like, oh, I made money. So I should just reinvest it. You're never investing when you're buying horses. That's so like showing horses and horse shows is like the Apple ecosystem. Once you get an iPhone or a Mac or something like that, you cannot leave. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. No, I told someone today that horses are my favorite way to waste money. And they were like, I've never heard of it that way, but okay. What's another, what's another one? We'll keep rolling on this train. I think um, husband safe is also another zero adder. You know, and it's like, I think that really depends on who's your husband. You know, that's true. Is, is your husband, are you a trainer and your husband, you know, rides five days a week with you? Cause that's, that's not fair. Or is your husband like never been out to the barn before in his life? Has he never, shown up in Crocs? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't know how to put a halter on. Can't tell the front end from the back end. Like that's the true definition of husband safe. If that guy can ride it. Yeah. Hmm. What's another one? For sale not on sale. I know what I have. <laughs> that last part really adds to, I know what I have. <laughs> it kills me. And I, you don't see that one very often, but I love when it says for sale, not on sale or priced correctly in the mid five figures yeah, or yeah. whatever. It's, I love when they say priced correctly and it's like, right. Excuse me. Who's doing the market analysis on this? Yeah, like, can you show me the study that you did? Like, can you show me the comparables? Like, I'd really love to see that. Price correctly. Excuse me, where is your quarterly earnings? But I think what infuriates me is someone will say price correctly at mid five figures, right? And someone will go, will you take 25? Or like, will you take 50? No! I always want to know what mid means. I know what mid means, but... That's a good point. You know, or someone says like mid to high four figures. So I'm thinking 9,500 bucks. Like that's what I think, I guess. But do I hit you up and say like, oh, so it's like 95 in the ballpark, but you were asking six, you know? Right. (laughs) You know, like this is all left to interpretation and I am not a fan. Yeah. Or they'll say, like, no tire kicker, which I, I totally get that. Like, I've sold stuff, and it's it's super annoying when people just want to know what you're asking. People are nosy. They just want to know what you want for your horse, you yeah. know? Um, and, I mean, I've been that nosy person, too. Like, I get it. I get right. it. But, so like, no tire kickers, you know, don't waste my time. And it's like, well, if you don't at least indicate what the price is. Yeah. Oh. Oh, for sure. That this adds is one. Okay. Special consideration 
if you don't do a pre-purchase examination. What? You've seen that? I've seen that a couple of places a couple times. What? But I mean, Wait, like, that's bold. Yeah. I would just wonder. I would run. Like, I would be like, nope. Sorry. Not that I think every horse necessitates a pre-purchase exam, but putting her right out there. It is. Yeah, it really is. I thought you were going to say special considerations to a show home or something like that. And I was like, I think that's sweet. Or my favorite, special considerations if left in current program. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, the trainer is likely going to get a commission and then continuing to get paid every month for this horse. Like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's, that's what, how I think of it. Which, you know, if the horse is successful in the program and I didn't necessarily have a trainer or you know, just just wanted to, like, learn with the horse for a little bit, I probably would leave it in the current program, oh, you know, yeah. at least for a little bit. What does special consideration mean? Is that, like, $500 off? Right. Is that, like, $1,000 off? It's like, free training for a year? Yeah, like, what? What's the consideration? <laughs> yeah, I saw a video the other day. This wife was riding the horse, like, it looked, like, in the front yard. Like, it looked super weird in the husband was video i'm assuming it's the husband is videoing in the whole time he's going, he goes yep honey that looks good yep yep looks good honey and the whole way around i feel like i'm listening on something i shouldn't be listening it into <laughs> it was it was uncomfortable because i watched the video a couple times the first time i watched it without sound and then i clicked on it and made it bigger oh thank goodness the sound came on i was like so a lot of times you'll see, like, just a picture, right? And it'll mm -hmm. be like, PM for more information, which I totally get. You know, maybe we don't want to put the price out there, mm -hmm. you know, winnings, all that stuff. But why wouldn't you put a video or two? Yeah, that's you the thing. Do you not have a good video? Like, yeah, like, do you not have a good video? Do you not have an arena? Or were you, like, pissed at this horse because it bucked you off today and you just decided today's the day we're going to sell it? Like, what's what's the scenario here? What's the situation? You know you're going to sell a horse. You probably have, like, some sort of footage. Maybe it's not good enough, but then someone PMs you finally and asks for a video. What are you going to send them? Yeah, then you're like, oh, you know, I'll have it next week. I get it if it's not at your barn and you're selling it for a person or if it's a person selling it and that's at the trainer's barn, how that can be, like, a little bit of lead time. Mm -hmm. But if that excuse isn't there are you are you going to teach it how to do showmanship really quick so you can send us a showmanship video <laughs> like yeah like what's happening here i would say another one that i've seen is lunge line prospect oh yeah i've seen that before and you're like yeah i guess i get that like some horses might not be ready for the lunge line and they might not like be as high quality as you want them just do to like growth mm -hmm. so you know when we say it might be a prospect for that we're talking about like how they're going to hit the growth and like they might be a decent mover and whatnot but at the yeah, same time, all horses are really lunge line prospect. I mean, I guess you could take that to anything, really. Yeah. Oh, that's another funny one, too, is when you repeatedly see a horse taken on and off the market by the same Ooh. person. Yeah. And it's we're like, just like, emotional and selling it that day, or did we decide we can't afford it, and now we're not going to sell it? Or, oh, wait, we're pissed at the horse, let's sell it again? Like, a lot of bad yeah. horse. I get really nervous when I see someone, like, and I guess this is more like when you when you kind of know the person or whatever, but like you see them like buy a horse, have it for a month, sell it. Mm -hmm. Buy a horse, have it for a month, sell it. Or, you know, whatever it is. Or they're constantly like looking for a horse or they're putting 
feelers out there to see if someone would want to buy their horse. I'm like, so you, you do want to sell it, but you don't want to tell everyone you're selling it. Why is that? Where's the disconnect here? Right. Are you trying to decide if what people are willing to offer for your horse is above or below what you're looking for? Or do you need to keep it till you go win a couple more things? I don't know. I think the other thing that kind of kills me on the social media with all of this is like when someone's horse passes away or dies or is no longer with us, has crossed the Hay Bridge, the Rainbow Bridge, whatever you want to call it. Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. And people start to comment on there. What happened? What happened? Oh, I know. That like just, I'm like, come on. With anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hate that we live in a society where like we feel like we have to post it, you know, which, I mean, that's part of the closure thing, you know, so they're like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, they've moved, they've passed away, you know, whatever, but, oh my gosh, when people comment, or when someone says, like, you know, I will miss Toby, you know, whatever, you know, he was the great horse, whatever, and then someone goes, oh, where's he going? Then you have to comment back, oh, he's, he passed away, I just don't want to say that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. please read between the lines. But yeah, I hate when someone asks, you know, what happened? You're like, uh, well. It's like we all, we all would love to know, but we're not going to ask. Exactly. Just either wait it out until you find out or just, it's not your business. The hot take is we don't ask. (laughs) Right, right. Right. (laughs) Pretty straightforward, just don't ask. (laughs) Um, I think one of my biggest takeaways from 4-H open shows um, breed shows, all that, is I like to go rogue. I like to keep people on their toes. Oh, yeah. Show a little bit of, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her a go on my own, you know? I'll never forget the horse show we were at. Was it last summer? It was, or, yeah, like, last August, and we were eating Chinese food, whatever, (laughs) getting ready to go back to the pen, and you're like, I think I'm gonna show Halter, and... I pulled the show out. I was like, Maddie, Halter is in like five classes. And you're like, that's okay. And you go back and you don't have a halter. Your clothes aren't in there. The horse has a saddle on it still. And you're just like, hey guys, we're showing halter. So I went and got you my show halter and you went and found clothes and someone like spit shine Dory. And it was like, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I can't be tamed. I just do what I want. <laughs> we were like, okay, that's. That's what Maddie's is gonna do. I take I take uh, life models from my hair flyaways that can't also be tamed. We really just go all over. Probably why you yeah channeled that earlier this year at the Iowa Pino when I just decided we were gonna go all out and did hunt seat. Yes. I've been known to go into the wrong class too because I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've done that. I think I did that this year. I like went like super confidently trotting into a, a class and they're like this was a solid class, and I was like, oh, sorry, and just did a lap around the ring steward that's yeah. standing there, just trot back out. I think that's what mine was. Mine was like a, a ma- like a gelding, or a, I think it was like youth gelding, like hal- halter class, and Dory and I like do our little halter trotting together, and they're like, get out, get out. <laughs> they're like, excuse me. I was huh. like, oh, both the horse and the exhibitor are wrong. My bad. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hmm. That's a good one. Just so you know, uh-huh. the gate works, everyone. Yeah, just so you guys all know. 
What other? I feel like you've done a ton of like gone. We'll call them rogue missions. I go. I go rogue quite often. I feel like. Um, it keeps you young and people on their toes. The first time I showed the hunty, I did it because Julie was out of town and couldn't tell me no. <laughs> so <laughs> I texted her and was like, "I'm going to show the hunty this weekend," and she's like, "I think that's a poor decision." <laughs> and I was like well, you're not going to be there, so I'm going to do it. And I just, like, <laughs> went in and did it. Like, probably it. will be a poor decision. I did it yeah. anyways. <laughs> yeah, I really like to just decide, you know. I did that at Paint Congress, too. I was, I was like, I'm just going to go down, show the showmanship, the horsemanship, and the equitation. And then, so. You were in, like, every class. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I went and showed the all-around, and I did it for the novice and the amateur. I was like, whatever, we're here. Let's just go in every single class. And I was definitely not prepared to go. I showed the hunt seat. Like, what? Who does that? It was uh, wild. But yeah, I just, yeah, we literally intended on showing in four classes and just, nope, we didn't, we just done dinner. We just went in every single class. I don't know how many times I've looked at a horsemanship pattern and gone and looked over at the people and be like, Maybe I'll just manhandle flying here and see if I can get it. <laughs> like, Dory doesn't have anything. But, like, I bring this up, like, every other show that I have a trainer. I'm like, maybe I'll just do a flying. And they're like, your horse doesn't even have a flying lead change. I was like, I, I bet if I manhandle her enough, I can get her. She's pretty small. That's how I found out that Toby can, in fact, do a flying lead change. I was mad at Julie for whatever. And she was like, okay, you know, make sure you break down before the cone, whatever. And I was like, oh, there will be no breaking down. <laughs> and I went in there and was like, oh, and like shoved him so hard with my spur. And he like flew over. He did it. And it was ugly. It was so ugly. And, but that's how I found out he did, in fact, know how to do a flying lead change. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I just, I know, I just like to do whatever feels right in the moment, and sometimes that's, you know. That's how I did trail that first show we were at this year earlier. <laughs> that's how I've done trail every single time. Like, I've ne I haven't intended on showing trail once this year, and I just was like, I think I'm gonna saddle my horse. I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> you did, like, four trails one weekend, too. Yeah, yeah, the last, uh, Iowa Pino show. I won in the ABO, I won in the novice amateur, I won in the amateur, and I won in the open. I was like, mm, sure, why not? It's cold. I don't want to walk back to the bar. Yeah, we'll be masters by the end of the weekend here. Hey, did we get over that bridge or what? <laughs> <laughs> only took a whole only took the whole town of Mason City to put the trail course back after your first go, but hey. <laughs> we are they were ready in there for the next three, so it was fine. Yeah. There was they like, probably called in the volunteer firefighter department. They're just out there with their trucks in case you took the building down. <laughs> I like stand back, everyone. Watch this one. I guess what moral of the story is: go rogue. Keep yourself young. Go rogue. Keep your horse it. guessing. Yeah, you know, like you never grow if you don't. You know, let push people. Yeah, exactly. Don't let people think that they own you and you can be pushed around. Just because you pay the trainer doesn't mean they can tell you what class you can go into. <laughs> Just because you go to the show and they tell you you're in the third age group, show the one above and below it. See what they do. <laughs> you go in every class. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for episode 10. You guys don't know how much it means to me. I've been talking about episode 10 for about a month now. 
So thanks for sticking with us through all these episodes. If this is your first time tuning in, make sure you go check out all the nine previous episodes. They are just as good as this one. Yeah, follow us along or follow us, either one, at Instagram, Facebook. Maybe we'll get Twitter. Maybe we'll we could get Twitter. We could do all of our like awesome hashtags on Twitter. Yeah, all our one-liners. Yeah, um, but we're found on all of those at Let's Define Win. And then leave us a review if you have Apple Podcasts or Facebook is where another place you can leave reviews. And don't forget to share with your friends if they want to laugh or if they're horse friends. And they just want to hear a good time with average people with average budgets doing average horse things. Get it. <laughs>